Bush and Richie here with another daily takeaway. Uh, I've got a question for you. When do you think we'll stop having labels in clothes? Uh, what is it, in, you, you don't have you, your name in. You don't no, no, as in sort of like, you know, a label that tells you whether you can dry clean something, whether you or the temperature has got to be washed out, all that kind of stuff. We live in the age of 2023. Why is it not just a QR code if we really want to have a look as to what the washing is? This is quite a sensitive subject in our house because I cut all of my labels out of everything. I might have to start following that because I've got a T-shirt on today and my label keeps on popping up and I keep on putting it back down. It's really annoying me. And it's and that's what made me think, what are you even doing there, mate? But I can't concentrate if I've got like a label that's flapping around because I just, I'm just so aware of it. So I cut them out and then my other half, Katie, will then have a go at me because she doesn't know what temperature to wash anything. But here's my other point, all right? And this is why, clothing people, you've got to go towards QR codes. It's the future. Um... We're all being encouraged to do washing at 30 degrees to save the dolphins and all that kind of stuff. So, uh-huh. like, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I always wash at the same... I don't really know how to work it properly. 30 degrees mixed load. That's what we all do, isn't it? I, well, apparently, I don't really understand any of the buttons on our machine. There's a lot, there's a lot of issues I have in this particular area. Uh, and the rest of this particular episode of the podcast only gets even more highbrow. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We're back together. It's Bush and Richie. Uh, we're consciously recoupled. I've been away for a few days. Uh, and, and, and as I can remember it from the last show that we did together last week, <laughs> I seem to remember leaving at the point where we were going to do this thing for Cash for Kids, our charity, yeah. Cash for Kids Day, April 27th, Thursday. Uh, we had no set idea, but uh, I was thinking someone along the lines of uh, some kind of like, you know, 12-hour PlayStation, I thought, or something like, something like that. And then there's me cycling across Devon with two of my friends over the weekend, getting tweets from Hometime listeners with people talking about mountains. Uh, do you want to explain what's been going on, Richie? Yeah, we're climbing one. <laughs> climbing a mountain. How did it get from maybe doing PlayStations to climbing a mountain? I got excited. I got excited. We were getting all sorts of suggestions last week whilst yeah. you were prepping for your big cycle ride, which obviously shows you're a man of, of physical capabilities, all right? Don't be scared about a mountain. Thank you. Um, and um, some of the suggestions, people were coming in and thinking about, talking about three peaks challenges and all that kind of stuff. Thinking, right. Not three, thanks very much, but... But I reckon we've got one in us. One peak. <laughs> Our one peak challenge. Um, and loads of people were talking about um, Snowden and how they'd done it. And I, I, I looked at the timings of it and thought, this could be possible to climb up, come back down and do the show from the bottom to raise money for Cash for Kids Day. I spoke to uh, uh, Ollie uh, from uh, uh, Trail Magazine, and he said oh, it's I. doable. What did he, he say it's doable, did he? He said it's doable, said right. the timing's... Well, aren't... if it's all right with Ollie, then great, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> no, because I, I knew I knew you'd come back and say, have you run this past? Yeah. So I've run this past the editor of a very respectable, uh, oh, yeah. you know, mountaineering magazine. So you've taken it to the top. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's all been green lit. Even the boss is happy for it. Right, brilliant. Well, so I've come in today then and we're, we're going. We're doing well, it, is that right? It's well, official. No, uh, we just need we, we need you to say you'll come as well. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm up for it. I think it'll be cool. I was thinking about, like I say, some kind of computer game-a-thon. That now looks a bit childish. Well, but but, yeah, bring a Switch. I, I will do. We I'll, can play I'll, as we I'll, I'll sit down. <laughs> That'd be good. We can, we can play it at the summit or something like that. But it'll be good. I, I think it'll be a good thing. And do you know what? 
the, the, the kind of sun's come out a bit today. Yeah. If it is where you're listening to this right now. And I feel like it'd be a nice little little day out for us to get some air in our lungs. Do you know what I mean? The day that I decided on it, it was snowing on the top of Snowden. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Well, that's it then. Let's do it. We're in. Thursday, the 27th of April. Cash for Kids Day. Going to raise some money for an amazing cause. We need your help. Uh, speaking of help, uh, we have had a letter and this is very exciting. A lot really has transpired since I was last here. It's, it's, quite, it's quite breathtaking. <laughs> People are behind it. It's good. It's, good. it's going to be a great day. It's is it a letter from day. Ollie, your new mate from the world of climbing? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> you'll meet Ollie. I'm going to get Ollie back on. He was great the other okay. day. Yeah, I'd like to vet you're, him. You're like Ollie. Yeah. Uh, no, this is from Zia and the team at Tesco Mobile. Oh, OK, fair enough. It says, Dear Bush and Richie, it's us. We were very excited to hear last week the announcement that the two of you are going to climb Snowden for Cash for Kids Day next week. We hope that Bush is just as excited about the news when he returns from his break today. OK, yeah, fine. Well, you are. I'm, yeah, yes. <laughs> As your show sponsors, we think that we'd be able to help to make the day go even better. Our 4G will, of course, be able to help you broadcast from the bottom to the top of Snowden so that we can all keep in touch with you on the climb and the descent. I like that. We'd also like to help start the fundraising off by sponsoring you £1,000 each. Whoa. Every little helps, as you know. It really does. We hope you have a great day next week and are able to raise important money for the kids that really need it right now. Happy climbing, Zia and the team at Tesco Mobile. Can I just say, like, you know, in the world of radio and stuff like that, you get people sponsor things or whatever. Mm. Tesco Mobile, for us, have been absolutely brilliant. Aren't, all, they? aren't they lovely people? We are very, very lucky to have them and thank you so much. That is so kind and that is going to get us off uh, to a fantastic start. It does make it now very, very real. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. no one had like put their hands in their pocket up until this point, it was yeah. kind of a little bit, uh, in a, it was, you know, it was a bit scary. Yeah. Now it's like I next know. level. Couple of grand now on us reaching the top, which is fantastic. So thank you, Tesco Mobile. This is what we're doing. We're doing it for Cash for Kids Day, which is next Thursday. Uh, if you would like to help support us in any way, uh, then you can head to absoluteradio.co.uk slash cash for kids. Uh, our brilliant show sponsors, Tesco Mobile, have already donated at the start of the show £2,000, which is an amazing things, blown our socks off. But we want to tell, tell you a little bit about, you know, what the money is doing and why we're doing this uh, next week. Here's Dot from 6VT Edinburgh City Youth Cafe telling her story. There's so many more families who have managed in the past who are no longer managing or they're walking a tightrope where they're about to fall off and they're people who have been hit for numerous reasons. They just don't know how they're going to keep going on because there's no big solutions that we can give them. We can offer them some support and help them, but there is literally people who just tell us they don't want to go on living. We never know when it'll be us, when it'll be our family member. There is people who are in a dire street who have never ever been in this position before. They've worked, they've managed, they've coped, they've done well. So. It could be any one of us who is in need. So if you can, just support Cash for Kids. You can support charities just like Dots by heading to absoluteradio.co.uk slash cashforkids. The team at Cash for Kids will make sure your donation helps those most in need and you'll be able to get more information about the vital fundraising Cash for Kids do too. Thanks for your support. The Daily Takeaway. 
Uh, and it was sunny over the weekend. I cycled coast to coast, my home county of Devon over the weekend. As you all know, I'm a Brixham boy. So uh, with my two good friends from school, Jeff Morey and John Pellywet, we cycled 100 miles from Barnstable to Plymouth. And it was amazing. Observation-wise, Devon looking more gorgeous than it's ever looked. Mm-hmm. Beautiful county. Uh, I ate two of the best pasties I've ever eaten in my life there, <laughs> which, at cafes, which was great. Uh, on, on a downer, what have Plymouth Council done to all the trees in the city centre? It looks like uh, Orthanc, you know, uh, Saruman's Tower, where they <laughs> get, take all the trees down ahead of the wall. I don't know what they're doing with that. Very bizarre. But the thing that stayed with me the most over the weekend was some a really unusual sight I saw on Sunday morning. We were cycling along, came up to this little bridge in the middle of this kind of uh, clearing, and there was a little lad. He couldn't have been any older than, say, 11 or 12 years old. Right. And he was up on a bridge yeah. looking over the, into the water. And I noticed he had a red rope. Right. And attached to the end of the red rope appeared to be a magnet the size of a bath plug. <laughs> and he was just dangling it. We watched him for a little bit because we were just having a drink of water on our bikes. And I was like, has he got a magnet on there? Because at first I thought he was fishing with a really weird rope. Yeah. But it turns out he was just lowering this bathtub plug magnet into the water and then back up again. Looking for looking for stuff. I mean, is magnet fishing a thing? Is that a Devon thing? I've never heard of it before in my life. I've never heard of it. Magnet fishing. The only thing I know about that part of the world, I don't know, it's Cornwall. I was thinking, like, they used to do, like, tin mining and Bit stuff, of tin and stuff. So I don't like. know whether, like, they're trying to fish for tin, but is tin magnetic? I'm not sure. Well, I mean, we, I were, quite, we were quite far from any, like, urban area. I don't, you know, if you, if you did it round here or whatever, you'd be fishing weapons out yeah. of, you know, dis- hastily discarded weapons from See, rivers. because you said it was in a clearing, so, like, you're not... It's just... It's not, you're not going to get car keys out of a, like, more river, are you? No. I mean, maybe he was looking for something. Maybe he's looking for something specific. Or he could have dropped something in there, yeah. He could have dropped something in there. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe he'd done some form of, like, a bullion robbery <laughs> and was coming back a couple of weeks later on to then retreat. I don't know. But, I mean, I think when I was, like, in, when you were 11 or 12, you used to go and play football or yeah. go to the leisure centre and play badminton with your friends, not tie a bath plug-sized <laughs> magnet to a red bit of rope <laughs> and sequentially lower it at different lengths off a bridge. So, I, this, is, this is a thing that's kind of unresolved for me. It's been a brilliant weekend of cycling, but I feel as someone who's from Devon, I need to know mm. the answer to this. So... If you could just fill us in on it's been a, it's been a kind of a, a breathless start to the show in this first 29 <laughs> minutes. We're climbing a mountain, now we're talking about magnet fishing. But if you know whether that's a thing, and that's like a genuine hobby, do tell us on this show. Uh, Nick has tweeted to say, guys, I heard you don't need any practice to be good at magnet fishing. Apparently, you just pick it up as you go along. <laughs> Delete your account, please, Nick. Uh, ben Cesari, magnet fishing is very popular. Check out Bondi Treasure Hunter on YouTube for the best example of it. That would suggest that they've been magnet fishing in Australia. I know, this is crazy. This, wow. I mean, this is the tip of the iceberg, if so. Uh, we've got Andy on the line right now for some intel. You've, you've been into this kind of thing, is that right? Well, yeah, I've recently started it myself. Um, so you, sorry, it, so just, not, uh, just to is. interrupt there, Andy, right? So you've got yeah. into magnet fishing. Neither Richie yeah. and I, we're both men of the world, but we've never heard of this thing. How, how did you find out about it? I've seen, I don't know why it popped up on my socials, but I've seen people doing it across America and they're pulling out rifles and knives and safes. Um, so I got a cheap magnet off eBay, keep it in the work van. Yeah. And on a lunch break, if I'm near a canal or a river, I can just go and dangle it in and see if I pull anything out. Wow. Well, what have you caught then, Andy? Uh, nothing. And at the minute, a few scrap metals, a couple of pennies. Right. Um, a road sign. Nothing special <laughs> to me. <laughs> so, what, so talk us through your technique. Because this lad had like a red rope. Looked like he was doing like a trick. Yeah, and, that's, on a... that's what I've got. Great big long 
big long line. rope, and you chuck um, it off the edge, and what you yeah. just like let it like dredge out a little bit, and then wheel it back in, or what? You, I've I've found the best thing to do is dangle it off a bridge. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you throw it from the side. <laughs> you end up dragging loads of twigs and silt and you, whatever you've got on the end of your line falls off. And now, obviously, wow. when you do, like, fishing for fish, the etiquette is once you catch something to throw it back in. Uh, did you throw your street <laughs> sign <No>. back in? <laughs> really, you meant to take it back with you because then it's, you're technically re-littering, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, the penny's dropped. street sign and put it in a skip. Well, I'm, honestly, I, I genuinely think that this is something Richie and I and the Home Time Show to get involved with. Oh, we need, to, we need to go magnet fishing. So what do we need? We just need a bit of rope and a magnet. Yeah, I mean, there's different strengths. My, my mine's, um, I think mine will lift 325 kilograms. Will it now? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I can't get a trolley or a scooter out of the out of the canal. But you can pull boxes and any handbags or anything like that with metal on. Amazing treasure hunters. <laughs> metal handbag. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, this is great intel. This could be our new show hobby. Andy, lovely to speak to you. Brilliant. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Uh, Sean is hanging on you, Magnifish, don't you? Yes, I do. I live in Devon, and me and my friends, we're often hanging from underneath bridges, throwing magnets in. Wow, so tell us about, what's your kind of situation, Sean? How old are you, if you don't mind us asking? Uh, 55. Okay, so this this lad that I saw the other day was like 12, uh, hanging off a bridge. I thought it was like something that like kind of kids would do, but grown-ups are involved in this as well. Yes, yes, they are. Now, uh, Sean, the next go-to question, because we're really into this, is what, what's been your best catch? Think we haven't actually found anything worthwhile. <laughs> okay, as <laughs> of yet, not found really it. Historical port, um, port in Biddeford. Uh, and we will be we're, climbing we're next Thursday. Amada, uh, a lot of people know, trying to help. Hope. John and Emily, oh, yeah. for your reference, I once walked up the northwest the path to Snowdon in beautiful year, sunshine in April, which is of course when we will be doing it. Brilliant! On your fantastic hobby, you say you and your mates, you got like a magnet on a rope each, or do you all take turns on one magnet? Right? Can we just have some good info on this, please? 8, 12, 15, do you sometimes actually himself? go out on a boat then to do it? It's not just off of bridges. Yes, like on a kayak. Oh, wow. So kayaking yeah. out, me and Richie kayaking out into like the middle of the sea somewhere, we, we drop anchor and then we just start chucking magnets on ropes in, into the depths to see what we can pull up. Uh, you could, if you was near the coastline, yes. I would advise it out deep, deep at sea, but our ropes, they, they are like about 20 metres long. Wow. What about a canal in London? Yeah, a canal in yeah. London would work, wouldn't it? There's stuff chucked in there all the time. Yes. This is what got, got us into it. Like, people in America, they, they find guns, warheads, they find all sorts of stuff. But, like, obviously in Britain, we're not the same. But uh, canals are brilliant places to go. There's a guy up north with a, a child, uh, son. He's, like, grown up now. But he's done lots of YouTubes, and he's found, like, loads of stuff. I think he's even found a safe. Wow, there you go. Now you've got our interest. So this could be the new Home Time Show hobby. Thank you so much, Sean. Good to speak to you. Yeah, good speaking to you. Uh, one last thing on this magnet fishing thing we kind of got into on tonight's show. We've got Marie on the line who loves it. You Don't you, Marie? You love doing it. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. It's, it's great for the mind. Um, and the history of find is unbelievable. OK, so tell us, are you, are you like an organised magnet fisher person? We are. We're, we're a group of magnet fishers called Peaky Dippers. Um, <laughs> we, we document. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm glad you like the name. It's great. Uh, we doc- we documented it all on YouTube. Um, oh, but it's you wouldn't believe some of the things that come out the waterways. <laughs> Tell us then. Let's imagine this stuff going past you on some kind of conveyor belt. Tell us some of the things you've pulled out of the r- the rivers of the United Kingdom on the end of your magnet. 
Um, we pulled out cannonballs from uh, boys' battle sites. Wow. Um, <laughs> we pulled out, we actually pulled out a, a little bit of a jaw, um, which dates back. <laughs> oh, no, a jaw? Oh, no, random. Yes, it was. It had all uh, rust, uh, crud, they call it crud, and all that around it. Um, so it got attached to the magnet, but it was actually a bit of jawline, which was How's it. How's that a, magnetic? It was attached um, to something else. Who was into it? Oh, well, actually, no, quote <laughs> me if I'm wrong, it was actually metal in the. It was a metal implant. A metal implant, that's it, sorry. Oh. Um, a metal implant, what they used back, back in the day. Right. Um, All right. Years ago. Anything slightly less morose that you pulled out <laughs> of the canal? <laughs> Cannonballs and metal jaws so far. <laughs> we, we pulled out a United States Air Force dog tag, which we actually managed to track the family down and wow. reunited it back with his wife in Illinois. Oh, well, that's um, lovely. That is amazing. That, that's yeah. great. So there's, you, you say it's a, it's a great bit of history. You're, you're delving into the history of the United Kingdom. But not only that, it's kind of good for your soul. It sounds like it's a nice thing to do. Oh, you know, it was beautiful because, unfortunately, he passed away, but his wife wore the other dog tag around her neck. Um, so to get it back to the family, his children, his grandchildren, it, it, it was lovely. Well, do you know what? It's inspired us. Obviously, I think Richie and I are going to go out and do some mm. magnet dipping on this show in the not-too-distant future. We just need our own name. You guys are the Peaky Dippers. We'll have to work on a name for what we're going to call ourselves. <laughs> You're welcome with, out with us any day. I've got an idea. Go on, then. Polarity. What it sounds like a name for a team in The Apprentice. But that's Magnus, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> she likes it. I love it. It's gone down well with Marie. Polarity hilarity. Polarity hilarity. <laughs> it, it, we're, we're just we're spitballing ideas here, Marie. <laughs> oh, dear. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Got some big news I need to share with you. Obviously, you were away not last another week. Mary. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Don't worry. I've not signed us up to anything else. Oh, okay. You've already said yes to uh, doing Snowden next Thursday. Don't worry, it's not that. Doing Snowden next Thursday, people would like play football next Thursday, not climb a mountain. But anyway, but anyway. No, the secondary piece of big news is more sort of actually it's more for the for us in this studio, but I think it's it's going to impact on others as well. You know how you and our producer Adem keep on raving about success session and then you start talking quietly about it because I don't watch it. Well, like, we don't want to ruin it. Spoilers, etc. The big news is I've started watching. Wow, so you're actually... Because you, one of the things with you is, and I don't, I don't want to psychoanalyse you here, but if we tell you to watch a programme enough, you won't watch it Correct. Out, out of kind of... No, <laughs> Absolutely. You want to be the one that decides to watch it or not. Every time that you recommend something to me puts it off further for me watching it. All right, I'm my own man. I think it's called cutting your nose off to spite your face. <laughs> I believe that's the technical term. So every time the two of you have your little chats and go, oh, you see Succession, oh, wasn't it a good one last night? Oh, yeah, I really understood that one. It was really good and all that kind of thing. It means I don't watch it. Okay. All right? But you've been away. So there's been no one talking about Succession. I just kind of, like, faded yeah, slightly. so over the weekend, I thought to myself, all right, I'll do it. I'll surprise them. They won't be expecting this <laughs> on Monday. Here's the even bigger news. I'm three episodes in already. I'd have to say... I'm on board now. You're steaming along. Well, <laughs> well, you say that because what I do realise is I'm quite a few seasons behind. Well, we're currently at season four, episode four. I think was the last one right. that I watched. So, I mean, this is this is the final season, season four. Oh well, then I really am up against it, aren't I? Then. So, what are you going to? 
Well, is it, is, is I'm it worried feasible? that you're going to find out stuff, though. Do you know what I mean? Is it feasible? How many episodes are in... Because I, I, I don't want to even, like, Google how many episodes are in a season, because what I want to find out is, is it going to be possible for me to catch up with you guys by the time the final ever episode airs? I think there's ten episodes. They're all an hour long. Ten per season, four seasons. So you do the maths. Forty. 40-odd, yeah. That's 40 hours, isn't it? That's 40 hours of TV. Well, compared to, like, you know, you're a Game of Thrones fan, right? Yeah. How many... There's loads of episodes in each series. Seven right? seasons, yeah. So that's that's a, that's a mountain, if we yeah. go back to Snowden for a second. <laughs> I think I think Succession's doable, but there's some quite big spoilers along the way that I'd hate for you to find out ahead of this. And I feel like us talking about this now will make you a target for said people. <laughs> <laughs> and don't do that to him, because that's really unfair, because it's one of the best... If you haven't watched Succession, it's hard to describe it. It's one of the the greatest TV programs of all time. Right. Normally, I don't know about you, I always fast forward past all intros to everything now. Yeah. The only one I sit and listen to, because I think it's a banger, is Succession. Uh, as I said on the show a couple of weeks back, I'm a bit of a sucker for uh, theme music as ringtones uh, with the white oh, really? So uh, maybe a, a few more episodes, this could be my new one. I don't how, know. How Machiavellian would you look if Succession was your ringtone, given all the <laughs> backroom shenanigans that goes on in that program? I, I have reflected, and I, I suppose I have cut my nose off to spy my face. I, I will hold my hands up and say I'm a long way behind on this. Well, we've got some intel, actually. I might have given you a bit of a bum steer uh, earlier on in terms of how many episodes you got to go to maybe catch up with us uh, at, at the end of se- season four, which is the last season at the moment. Sam in Leicester says, Succession season one and season two, ten episodes. Uh, Twenty. Se- season okay. three, nine and it doesn't actually offer any further intel as to this one, but I think it's producer Adam, season four, ten episodes. episodes. How many? Ten. Ten episodes. Although he held eight fingers up, which is quite <laughs> a wind up. <laughs> Thanks for that. It's all very doable. If if you like me are way, way, way behind on something, and I'm not talking about the washing, let us know. Uh, Amanda, what is it? Way behind on Game of Thrones. So I've watched all of it apart from the last series. And I can't bring myself to watch it. So you can't bring yourself to watch it in a kind of you don't want a good thing to be over type thing and then yeah. it's gone, right? I'm just worried it's just going to be rubbish. <laughs> um, and I'm so invested. Yeah. And nobody around me can understand this and I'm avoiding knowing anything about it. So it's actually more painful than just actually watch the Benin thing. Amanda, I can help you here without any Sorry. spoilers whatsoever. As, as oh. someone who loves spending their time... In Westeros, I too was where you were, uh, but you can watch it, and it's yeah. good. And then okay. you've got the new spin-off House of the Dragon to watch as well. Yeah, but the thing is, if it's rubbish, I'm going to be hunting you down. <laughs> wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <I> did ever <laughs> tried to help? I, mean, I told you I was a fan, right? And I'll be sending dragons to, but. Literally, it, I'm just too scared. I'm just—it's like The Walking Dead as well. I just don't want to see any more. Well, do you know what? I—I've never watched Game of Thrones, but I did hear uh, some of the reviews of the final episode, and uh, you might be waiting for Richie outside the radio station <laughs> at some point. <laughs> it's like the end of Lost, right? The end of Lost. I mean, I think you've got a problem with endings. She's got problems <laughs> yeah. with endings. We'll be on the phone for ages. She won't want the call to end. <laughs> Let's hang up. Nobody on the planet that doesn't have a problem with the ending of Lost, is there? That's a good point. That's terrible as well. So <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe... on Dexter because so many people hated the ending. They had to redo it, like. 20 years later, whatever it is. It's hard, silly. it's hard to find a happy ending these days, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> well, 
if you're doing online dating, maybe. <laughs> She's a live wire. She is. I told you this call should have ended. Do you know what? It's, it's interesting because part of it is like, oh, it's a nightmare, I'm behind. But then if you finish stuff, then you're quite jealous because someone's got all that ahead of them. That's a good point. So I, I'm obviously obsessed with my history um, audiobooks. I've been listening to a lot of books by this author called James Holland, who's a fantastic history author. This thing called War in the West that he did was read by the comedian Al Murray. Yeah. And at the end of the audiobook, uh, I wasn't expecting it, but Al Murray and James Holland had this conversation, a chat about the book, and it was really interesting. And a load of hometown listeners, thank you, uh, told me on Twitter that they do a podcast together called we have ways of making you talk or something like that and i've never i didn't even know that was a thing so i'm kind of on episode one like years behind so but it's a, good you're a long way behind but it's it's almost given you a treasure that you didn't realize existed it is so this this may seem in some ways people are you know busting a gut to get up to everyone else mm. but you've got great things ahead of you uh andy's hanging on uh, what are you a long way behind on uh it's breaking bad oh. I've, oh. Never, I've never watched a single episode why, why have you never watched it? It's one of the greatest programmes of all time. It's it, the same thing as Richie, really. It was, came on, came going on to me. You need to watch it, you need to watch it. And never got round to doing it. So I've never seen Better Call Saul or any of it afterwards either. Well, now, Andy, you're so way behind. Surely people have now stopped actually saying to you, you've got to watch this, because no-one else is watching it, because everyone's watched it. Yeah, but now there's everything else about. That's the problem. <laughs> it's finding time to watch it. That's a good point. So it's almost like we need to put a message out that, you know, if you're pig-headed and you've been affected by any of the issues in tonight's programme, call now and people won't talk you through it. Do you know what I mean? To be fair, I think you just described me to a T. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, do you think there will come a time when you'll reach, like I did over the weekend with Succession, and you'll finally cave? I'm sure there will be a lull at some point. Well, let All us know. I will do, and all I've got to do now is just start watching The Last of Us as well. Oh, don't, please watch that and don't be silly about it, because it's so, so good. <laughs> I'll watch that one, definitely. Good man. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Time for our little feature we call Any Other Business. We get so many lovely emails in from you guys, and sometimes we don't get a chance to read everybody's messages out. So, look, if you uh, send us an email, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk, we'll get around to it at some point on Any Other Business. So many to pick from, uh, but this from D jumps out this evening. Uh, guys, I just wanted to say, after fighting a huge battle for my life and losing a number of internal organs and being left in a wheelchair, I thought life was pretty much done. Then my amazing fiancé built me an art room from a little old shed. Oh. And now I am living my best life painting while my little Dachshund sleeps next to me and I listen to you guys on the radio. You may be interested to know I'm currently painting a naked lady. Ooh. Thank you for making me laugh every night. D. D, A, first of all... Brilliant story. Yes. What an amazing bit of fortitude you've got and, and living your full life, which is a fantastic thing. B, we love the art room. C, can we see a picture of the naked lady when you've done it? <laughs> we need to see it. I mean, people are up to everything while they listen to this show, and we kind of knew that already, but I never imagined someone's out there sitting in a shed painting a naked lady. Do you know what would be amazing? I don't know why we've not thought of this before. Because you remember, the last bit of art we had in from a listener was a guy that drew a slightly sexy orc. I remember. <laughs> in fact, our little private WhatsApp group, we renamed Sexy Orcs. Sexy Orcs for a bit, right? So, do you remember on Take 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 Heart... Was it Take Heart? Yes. They had the gallery. The gallery. We could have listeners' pictures. 
We should do that, man. Listeners' pictures, listeners, home time listeners, send in their art, and then we, we display it on our social media once a week. You can attach it on an email if you want. Send your sexy orcs to hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is the Daily Takeaway. I've got an idea for you about the problem you've got in your house about how you cut labels out, out of clothes. I've been thinking all the way through this episode. Uh-huh. Next time that you cut uh, the label out of a shirt, yeah, yeah. why don't you take a picture of it and then save it in a document on your desktop? No, because I think that would be the end of my life. Oh. <laughs>